Alright, uh, and welcome back to Social Biology. I'm your co-host, Jeremy. I'm your co-host, Morgan. Uh, Morgan, I, I, I guess instead of pet peeves, we've been doing your, uh, like, tools or tips for introverts. I mean, and we can continue doing so until you run that's out. True. That's true. That's how this yeah, can go. Yeah, well, actually... Unless you I, wanted a pet peeve that you... you know, I, it's up to you. I have a pet peeve today, I, Okay, yeah, so do it. I don't know if you have one, but... Um, I, I, I can always get one ready, okay. so... <laughs> yeah, we'll see how long this one goes. Yeah. I, I recently went to a sporting event, and it was turned out to be one of the most phenomenal sporting events I will probably ever experience in my really? entire wow. life. Oof. But I, I've noticed this recently, and I don't know if it's because I go with my younger brother, who's 14, and my my younger sister, who's 8, that these things Jeez. have become more apparent to me. But I just, I don't know if there's anywhere outside the internet where this happens. Um, you know how people get really passionate about their things or like, you know, there can be disagreements and maybe maybe some contention among people. Mm-hmm. Outside the internet, I don't know if I've ever seen disagreements get to the like brink of violence <laughs> over something as simple as like a sporting event. And, and it, it's not like just the opposition that's coming from out of town or home state that's like, feels threatened and are the underdog. But when we were walking up to the stadium, you have people getting in each other's faces, just drunk and fuck you and go kill yourself. And you, you're going to lose and I'm going to eat your heart. And it's like, holy shit. <laughs> like what, the civility. I, and I get it. I'm passionate. I freaking love my team. I hope they devour the other team, but I'm not like, Telling people to go murder their mothers. I, I am just shocked that that happens. And and like I said, I think it's become more apparent because I'm going with younger people in my company. Yeah. Where it used to be just me and my dad. And maybe I just like blocked out the world and never really noticed. But I'm standing there. I'm like, hey, Zoe, uh, plug your little ears. Because yeah. <laughs> this is pretty bad. But... I, I, I don't know. Is, is there anything other than the internet? I feel like you could post something. Like, I feel like this is big on Reddit or Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, you post an unpopular opinion, and, like, um, you go on the Harry Potter subreddit, and you say, I think the movies are better than the books, or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know what the, you know, what the standard is. Fasten I, I think they're belt. both highly praved. Uh, highly praved. Depraved. <laughs> yeah, they're probably both highly praised. But for an example... The first comment you will get is you should end your life for having that opinion. <laughs> and like, I, I can see that because, you know, the anonymity of the Internet and trolls and whatever. Yeah. But like at sporting events where you're in public in front of hundreds up to upwards of like tens of thousands of people and people can just act this way and feel comfortable doing it. It 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 irks me. It boggles the mind. And it's astounding to me. Is there anything like that that you've experienced? Um, No. And I I agree with you 100%. I I feel like the only other time where that actually becomes a thing is like war. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. I was thinking, you know, kind of video games. But again, that's like the anonymity of the internet. But, But like there's conflicts of war. And then sports. <laughs> yeah. And I get it. It's it's kind of like a, a war of entertainment almost, a sporting yes. event. You have two teams rivaling, and but you don't 
wish each other ill will. Well, another peeve of mine is like when the opposing team comes out and everybody's freaking booing and throws Boo. shit at them. And I'm like, that's not very representative of number one, our stadium, our school, our professional team or whatever. But it's like the event I went to was a college event. And it's like, these guys are like 18 to 24 years old. They're, they're, they're there to play a game. Like, why do we got to throw shit at them? Well, like, can't we applaud the athletes of our day and age? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm the, the outlier here. Maybe I'm the weird one. But I, I think, it, it's astounding to me. Yeah, and again, I don't have any solid data or statistics on that. I think you are, I think everyone outside of a sporting event will agree with you. But once they get into that place, a lot of them participate in those very activities that you just described. Um, and I do think, and obviously we don't have to go there, but like there's, that kind of happens with political things. You know, if you're, especially in the United States where oh, you yeah. have two political parties and yeah, I mean, yeah. So, but I, I think, yeah, but I think sporting events is going to just big things. And honestly, yeah. I think, I think it is. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it, I was just going to say, fuck you for your opposing opinion. But it's like, yeah. it, it, it is most apparent, I would say, in those two definitely those two areas and and i think i it's funny that like you know political issues it's really interesting you can get a lot of passion behind certain topics and i could see you know some sort of fight or desire or want in that but when we're talking like an entertainment team that i follow i I can't imagine ever telling somebody to go kill themselves like yeah, and like really I mean it. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. And and sometimes I chalk it up to like, oh, they must be drunk. But it's like, okay, but this is happening a lot. And yeah. a lot of these people are obviously not inebriated. Yeah, they can be quite sober. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. Yeah. And I think it is very much that uh, it is sports are, and I think for the most part, especially team-based sports, like simulated battle, like simulated war. Um, and so it's basically like, yeah, like there's one, there's two sides usually, and they have an objective to complete. And so I think in our very, like in our core and in our instincts, we're like, oh yeah, this is a fight. And whenever there's a right. fight, your, your mind goes into like, well, what side am I on? What and do I want do the outcome to be? Like, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. I mean, and I know there have been a lot of psychological studies and, and sociological ones based on like the emotional investment people put into sports i mean like you get like american football um you get like baseball but especially like soccer or football outside the united states like that people live and die literally oh, by yeah. that. Um, oh yeah like you can literally see trends of like crime and you know even like medical issues based on how teams are doing in some countries you know and this isn't just like rioting either there there have been like hitmen sent after soccer players that have failed to perform in games in some countries yeah they'll get death there, threats. there was a there was a really famous one where they thought it was the government that had done it i i'll, I'll look that up but yeah keep going um no yeah i'm just saying like yeah there have been like death threats sending people or like their families and for because they didn't perform well and so i think this is definitely like a human kind of condition um but yeah i do think that for some reason, we do put so a lot of people, not everyone, obviously, I am not someone who's particularly into watching or participating in sporting events. Uh-huh. Uh, even like growing up, like the university I went to didn't have like a big, you know, anything to do with sports. And I don't know, I never really get into it. Some people in my family do, but 
So I don't personally understand that, but I, I do kind of get when you are in one side and you're told that the other side is the enemy. Right. Because uh, I remember going to a high school football game and even though I didn't, I didn't care at all about football, once you're in that stadium and like those people over there, they want your side to lose. That and energy like, is flowing. And yeah. and yeah, and very much like uh, whenever you go to a concert, and I've said this before, like even if you don't particularly even like the music they're playing, there's something about being in a group of people who are experiencing this thing together that this right. energy just like, oh yeah, like you feel it. Yeah, um, it's and, true. And so I feel like even though like, yeah, I'm not really into this, like I'm not going to do that when I'm alone. But if you're in a crowd of people and everyone is shouting and yelling, and maybe like you said, because now that you're going with a, a younger kind of younger people and maybe you didn't notice it years maybe ago. it's more apparent. And maybe because it's not in your nature, but I feel like, yeah. There are definitely people who would do this. And it kind of it goes back to like mob mentality. Like there are things that a mob will do that no individual will do on their own. Right. And, yeah. And I, yeah. I could see the mob mentality coming on the t- like when you're, you know, booing the opposing team as they come out or you, you know, you cheer when they flop. Well, obviously you want them to flop. But yeah, but I, I guess the the screaming in the face, the violence, the pushing you know, I, I say violence because it's like, holy shit, somebody's going to stab somebody. Yeah. Um, that's not like a mob thing. At least it's not when when I go to the stadium. I, I get what you're saying, like the mob mentality, boo the the referees or yeah, boo yeah. The, the opposing team. But it, I, I don't know. It's just weird to me how the that kind of nature, I, I think, is really suppressed or hidden in people. You don't see it very often, but it, it just seems like it comes out naturally in some prior or after sporting events yeah and, and I, I will say that even though it doesn't seem directly connected like yeah there are individuals who will do things even like yeah even if they're not literally in a crowd i think that they still see themselves as part of that group and so if the event is still fresh in their mind they will kind of connect themselves to this group and connect the other person to this other group and that mob mentality still kind of takes effect because right. you're like, hey, you're not a person. You're a member of this opposing right. group or team or whatever. You're wearing the, the color red. So That's right. Fuck you. And, I, and yeah, I'm wearing gold exactly. or green or blue yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, it definitely comes down to that. So, yeah, even though, yeah, you don't have to be. And I feel like that's, this, that's the same thing like, that we've learned in the past few years, especially in the United States, where you don't even need to be physically part of a big group that's, that's the quote of a literal mob. You can be part of like an online mob and do things um right. just recently the i don't know if you follow this kind of stuff but uh there was this whole and it still is like this huge legal kerfuffle with uh, alex jones and the sandy hook uh survivors or the oh i think i saw something on that so basically like literally the day of and the day after like the sandy hook you know shooting which was like this horribly horrific tragic event school shooting children died right. it's just the worst thing um alex jones who was like this very aggressive conspiracy minded like you know i would say a literal insane person someone who's detached from reality he definitely uh, has a persona like he does a, have a person yeah he has a persona but i, I feel like personality I, but... I feel like even to have this persona you must have an underlying you know kind of detachment from from reality because he overacts i feel definitely he does but not yeah. to the degree that we would be comfortable with i think he definitely does what the, you think it's like, beyond showmanship or character? Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, think it yeah. is. I get you. 
Um, and throughout this whole legal process, he's definitely shown that like he's literally just been destroyed by the law because he like refuses to cooperate whatsoever with the legal proceedings. And so there hasn't even really been a trial because a lot of times the judge will be like, I'm defaulting to like to you to lose because you're literally not even cooperating with the court, you know, like, hmm. and so, um, and what, and a lot of the kind of arguments against him is that even on his platform, he claims like all oh, these people, this event never happened. It would, it just happened just so they can pass like stricter gun, you know, regulations and these children never existed. And these teachers, you know, like it's like horrific stuff. And right. a lot of his viewers like took that and they ran with it. Like they would harass these people, they would stalk them, they would even like threaten them, and on occasion physically attack them. Oh yeah, um, see harassment that that's messed up. Exactly. Yeah. And again, these are like parents of these children who have died, or they are like survivors themselves, or families of teachers. Like it is like the worst thing you can imagine. Um, and it's because these people felt like they were emboldened because they were part of this. They wouldn't go out in a mob to attack these people. They would individually seek them out because they felt like they were part of this group that were like, quote unquote, patriots and, and shit like that, mm -hmm. that were, you know, fighting for, you know, the truth or whatever they want to call it. Right. So, yeah, again, this isn't as extreme as that. But like you said, sometimes you're like, wow, I'm I'm hearing people say horrific things to other human beings that they live maybe in the same area as them. Yeah. Or they're like maybe even neighbors that, that they don't know neighbors. about. It like, could be yeah. your neighbors. It, you know, I, I recently finished a, um, a biography of Ulysses S. Grant, um, you know, famous for, you know, leading the Union in the Civil War and... Uh, the the Mexican American War and a lot of stuff like that, but yes, he he went through his diaries and just talking about how you could live next to somebody that had such disdain for you and your views because you either you know one side believed in you know servitude slavery states rights uh, you know whatever whatever the the different political you know opposition would be mm -hmm. and would just absolutely hate your neighbor. And then I can't imagine a war going on where your neighbor is on the other side than you. Yeah. And how that I, I don't know. It was really it was really crazy, you know, to see from that perspective. And and it you know modern times that that's happening today. Not yeah, civil war is not happening today, you know. But that kind of vitriol towards the other side or someone with a differing differing opinion it, it's pretty crazy. Oh, for sure. But I mean, and but I yeah, to go to go as far as to like create a group based on lies that and whether it was intentional or not that was created and influenced and generated a horrific result i get what you mean yeah and i mean obviously the the teams that play aren't like in general they're not encouraging this kind of behavior you know so uh -huh. uh, that's why i feel like it doesn't get to Seems that extreme to be some outliers yeah yeah but imagine if the players were you know what I mean? Like, imagine if the players were like, "Oh yeah, you should, you should go after these people." Like they, you oh, know, yeah. they, they, they stand for everything you stand against. And I'm like, and it would be horrible. And that's basically what happened at this juncture, where because yeah. there's literally like tweets and messages on his board or whatever. He would like literally like call people to action or to fight. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is beyond just words, right? Like this, mm -hmm. this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's um. I find it very interesting in that during World War One, uh, World War One is again it's kind of overshadowed World War Two, which is kind of a shame because I anyway, I love World War Two history. I've definitely expressed right. that on this very podcast. Right. Um, but uh, World War One is very interesting because it one the, the main events of World War One, you know, led to World War Two, 
but also it was this it was the last war that occurred uh with like kingdoms and empires uh-huh. uh like if you look at the participants it was like the kingdom of italy like they had a king and queen like the kingdom right. or the empire of germany there were like czars and stuff there were czars yeah. and literal queen like the you know and, and and of course in world war ii there definitely were a few like there was the king and queen of the netherlands who they abdicated the throne after that and we still have of course the queen or i should say king of england now um but like there were like yeah lots of these kingdoms and it was also the first war that occurred where uh like mass like weapons of i would say weapons of mass destruction but large-scale tactics were employed uh, in, in a way that we had never seen before um, are you talking was, about like the massive artillery and the Oh, yeah. It was like massive yeah. artillery. You had chemical warfare. You had weapons with high rates of fire. You had large armies. Like lo- The logistics to do this right. were just beyond anything. Yeah. So it was the first of its kind, which is why we see a lot of like old tactics that just ended up massacring lots of people because uh-huh. we didn't know how to war with these new tools. We just like, yeah, well, just, I mean, run, it was, it was just like run at the enemy. It was going from an era of let's shoot this little lead ball and then run at them to stab them with the knife on the end of my gun to, uh-huh. yeah, automatic firing multi-round weapons. Yeah. I mean, literally, I mean, and from the point of the United States, like, yeah, you can say, like, yeah, the last war we fought was, like, the, the, we had the Revolutionary War, the War of 1812, then, like, the Mexican-American War, and then we had World War One, And so there was definitely a little bit more of, like, experience with these kind of things. But, yeah, it was definitely, oh, yeah, let's just charge this hill. Right. And in the past, yeah, a lot of us would get hurt or die and get shot, but we would make it and then it would be a fair fight. But at this point, like, no, you send a thousand men to Charges Hill, they're all going to die. Like, there's uh-huh. not, a, and it's just horrific. Right. Um, but it was, it was a, a war of treaties as well. And uh, I don't, you know, you can get into why, but basically, a lot of the, the main combatants of World War One. They weren't even, like, sure why they were fighting. Like, the soldiers weren't sure, you know, because it all started with, like, well, there was a, an assassination, and Russia declared war, and then Germany declared war, and then we did, uh, United, uh, not the United States, England and France uh-huh. declared war in Germany. So the people who started the war weren't even the main ones fighting. There was definitely right. fighting, but not as much. And so you have, like, this, 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 like, French soldier and this German soldier, and they're like, we're fighting because... A, a, like a Serbian person was assassinated by a Slavic person in right. like a thousand miles away. Uh-huh. And because I, re- of, I remember that I watch and watched because of treaties, we're at war, but like, I have literally no animosity against you because uh-huh. what? Yeah, like, I, no. I signed a piece of paper. So here we go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so there's this really famous event where uh, I think one of the, the first Christmas uh, between, I think it was England and France versus Germany because they had this whole trench warfare and during Christmas, and this is going back to the the very old like traditions of war that uh, the Americans kind of found out in the Revolutionary War that we could take advantage of it, uh, based on the British. Like, oh, the British they they, they party on on Christmas, and we uh-huh. we're, we're gonna go attack them and kill them when they're drunk, and it was a huge success. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was. Heck yeah! Uh, but there was like this this event where it was Christmas and this trench warfare, and literally like there was a ceasefire that was called and the people from both sides were able to kind of meet up uh, and they started playing like oh, soccer. Yes. Didn't they uh, hear each other singing silent night yes. in German or something? In and German and French like, or in English. 
And then yeah. they started just coming out there and like, hey, like we're you know we're gonna hang it out. And they would like exchange like, oh, like, I'll give you this patch that I have, and you give me your patch, and it's like a souvenir. Um, and like it's this moment of like, oh, this is, I wouldn't say it's like heartwarming in a way. Like, oh, these people who are at war, they're you know they understand that they're not really enemies at this moment. Uh huh. But for the high command of these militaries, this was a disaster. This was like oh, the I'm worst sure. thing that could have happened. Because yeah. they're like, hey, you're supposed to hate these people. You're supposed right. to want to yeah. How weird would that them. be? Hey, in a couple of days, I hope I kill you. No, and like, literally, yeah. that's what it was. It was like, hey, we're going to play soccer. And literally, in a few days, hopefully, I don't kill you, but you're going to try to kill me. Um, and so this started this whole... there, And because of this, of this event similar to this, where people were kind of like, hey, my heart's not really into it because I don't want to... I don't care. You know, I don't really care about this conflict or whatever. Right. Uh, this is kind of when intense levels of propaganda began. And of course, propaganda isn't new. It's been a thing since forever, beginning of civilization. Uh-huh. But this was very much like, oh, we're fighting these people because they are evil. Like they are right. dehumanizing the enemy. Um, and the strategy has been so effective that we still use it to this day. Oh, you know? absolutely. It is a powerful tool. It's a very powerful tool. Yeah. Uh, if you Again, if you can convince people that this other group of people who like like you said they very much are <laughs> similar to murdered you. puppies so kill them yeah no yeah i mean uh-huh. and you definitely see this in world war one but you see a lot more in world war two where they they have these caricatures of who the enemies are and they they don't even look human anymore they give them like sharp fangs they give them like pointy uh-huh. ears and yeah they, demonic yeah they're in yeah evil uh-huh it's just horrible um and it's very effective like within a like several months after this heartwarming lovely christmas event uh a lot of the people who were sent to the front lines were ready to kill these people were like hey like i've been told these things by you know my my country the place that i love that these people are literally here to destroy us and we're trying to yeah. kill them yeah so what uh, a great manipulation yeah. tactic oh for sure like absolutely <laughs> uh it, it very much goes into the this underlying theme of my entire life where like because we're human and because we have emotions it is very easy to manipulate people as a whole to do certain things that they yeah. probably would never do as an individual absolutely uh, and that you can do that with war you can do that with advertising you can do it with politics it's just and once you see that you're like oh this is a nightmare like yeah. <laughs> like this is not good um yeah, yeah for sure but yeah, don't go to... I was going to say in the very beginning, I'm surprised that you have siblings that are so young. Eight years oh, old? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty funny. I have an eight-year-old sister. Yeah. Like, how old like, am I? I forget how old I am. Uh, after I turned 21, I kind of lost track. <laughs> I was born in 95? Yeah, you're two years younger than me, so I assume yeah. you're either 26. So I'm going to be 28. I'm going to oh. be 28. When? Wait right <laughs> yes yes when, i'm 27 though? uh six months oh so, yeah i'm 27 uh, are our birthdays like at similar times uh, i don't know april march <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah around there yeah, yeah april okay um, yeah so i'm like two yeah i'm just like a little over two years older than you like two years and one month older than you so yeah my my dad uh got remarried and mm-hmm. they had a child while when, I lived in New York. So when you were, what, 19? <laughs> yeah. 18, 19. Yeah. The, so yeah that's, she's I mean, eight. Yep. I mean... My half-sister. She's my son's best friend. They play a lot. It's pretty oh, freaking cute. 
Was there around the so same yeah, age? Yeah, that, that's, that's... Oh, no, eight not, years old. That's no, different. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I was yeah, like wait so a minute. that's weird. My, my son has an aunt who's only six years older than him. I mean, that's... That's, that's kind of funny. That I, happens. That's not too crazy, but I don't know. No, my... I don't have any aunts that are only that much older than me. I mean, you definitely, like, at least in my family, like, especially my father's family, he definitely has that because he has a sister that's much, much older than him. And so he uh-huh. is literally the uncle of people who are just a few months older than him or younger than him or, like, a year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it gets strange sometimes. But, yeah, I mean, that's how it, yeah. that's how families work, I guess. Sometimes you have yeah. kids when you're much older. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, no. Um but yeah, no, I would with sports. I don't know. It's just, it's just it seems weird. barbaric. Maybe it's not my nature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It just like. seems barbaric. That's what it felt like. Like I nothing mean, had yeah. even happened. The event hadn't even started. It's just you're wearing that shirt. He's wearing that shirt. So go so, at it. So we fuck you, I other. guess. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I'm not saying that these sports institutions encourage this behavior. Like, obviously, they don't want it to get too far, but they're so like, right. but it does, it, you can use that to your advantage. Like, oh, if you want to rep our team, then you have to like buy our stuff and right. do things there's, like that. There's so many rivalries, especially in like college sporting. There's a lot of rivalries and like some of them are like 50 to 100 years old and they're mm-hmm. like huge games that happen every year. But then there's others that have like they've like attempted to make rivalries in the past like three or four years, and it's funny one in particular that's here. Um, we have dominated that team every single year, and yeah. I, I, and and it's like they want to make it a thing, and it's like mm, this is like the least intimidating game of the <laughs> season, so it, it will never be a thing. Yeah, and, and it's kind of like you said, it, it's kind of like they want there to be that contention, so I think they sell more tickets to that event, so there's oh, more no, that merchandise happens. for that specific, you know, that title that they give that game, and it's like. Pfft. Dude, it's gonna be a blowout. Why? Yeah, same like, in a competition. There's no rivalry. Yeah, so, no, it's, yeah. it's definitely it's artificially generated. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's definitely like it, if if you had asked me when I was younger, they're like, hey, like yeah, this rivalry is pretty even. It's like 50-50 because it must be. But then we look at the statistics. Like, no, one side wins the vast majority of the games. <laughs> yeah, and it's not even a, a comparison. Yeah. Not even, it's a joke. Um, so yeah, funny. I don't. I don't really get it, but yeah, no, I definitely feel like that happens it's fun. a lot. I have fun. I'm no, not like fun, a religious sports viewer, but yeah, when yeah. it comes to football season, I am at every college game. So yeah, for sure, it's pretty funny. Yeah, well, as long as you do what you enjoy and you don't mind your siblings being exposed to horrific yeah. violence, that's Who knows? fine. Maybe <laughs> in ten years, I'll be pissed off, divorced, and drunk, and be hating the people wearing the other shirt. You know that Maybe. your wife listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, oh, okay. Oh, I know. It won't happen. Yeah. No, you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, for sure. But anyway, on to, on to the topic at hand. Sweet. Uh, I had quite a few topics in my mind for today's episode. Um, it's been a little while. Yeah, it's been uh, several it's been a weeks since it recorded. Yeah. yeah. Um, and... I, I think that I forgot to tell you. So there is a uh, the second week in November. I'm going to be out of town, and so we won't be recording All right. that week. Mark your calendars, ladies and gents. Uh, yeah, I there mean, there will be no episode that week. <laughs> there will not be. <laughs> no, will there be no recording of one, and there will be no one to post it. I suppose. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have exclusive rights to that. Um, but no, I wanted to. I, I don't know if I. I so I told you th- that I was sick a while ago. 
did I tell you that? Like, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember that being a part of the reason. Uh, it feels like we've only had like one or two recording sessions in the last couple months. Yeah, but but yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, okay. I think it was like mid September or it was late September. I want to feel probably about three weeks ago. Yeah, it was like three weeks ago. Yeah. So it, I actually got sick, and it was I. So this is the first time that I had actually uh, gotten COVID. And oh, it really? Was, yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, so what happened was one of my coworkers. He went to a concert. He and his sister, and then he was not feeling well the day after, and they decided to still come to work. Hmm. Um, and then it wasn't until like the end of the day, he's like, "Oh, by the way, like I'm feeling kind of sick, so be careful." I'm like, "Dude, I've been like right next to you like for 12 <laughs> hours. Like, what the hell's going on?" Dude, we just made out in the closet. Why are you <laughs> telling me now? <laughs> what? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and then literally the next day, I started having a scratchy throat. Me and another coworker, I'm like, "God, damn it!" Like, you oh, piece of freak. Yeah, yeah. And he still came to work. I was just like, "Oh," uh-huh. and, but like you know, and so three of us All ended right. up getting it. Uh-huh. Um, and so I was like, oh, yeah, it's just a cold or whatever. And then he texted like, oh, just so you guys know, like, I tested positive for COVID. I'm like, oh, no. You and son so, of a bitch. You bastard. <laughs> and then I got tested. I, so I have a home test. Uh, and that was, like, positive. I'm like, mm, I'm going to actually get a real test or, like, a more accurate one. And they're like, right. yeah, you definitely got it. I'm like, oh, my. You know, and, like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not, I wasn't afraid. Cause I'm like, yeah, like, I've been vaccinated and I should be okay. But I was definitely like, I hadn't. I hadn't had it before. Like I, right. I, I had like this two and a half year, almost three year streak of not getting it, uh-huh. and it was it was just destroyed. Man, you must have been one of the last ones not to get uh, it. Yeah, no, for but, sure. Yeah. Um, or I thought like maybe I had gotten it. I was just one and of the lucky ones that had asymptomatic. Yeah. Or like I got a I got a, a cold in early like in February, and even uh-huh. though I got tested, it was negative. I was like mm, maybe it was it, but no, yeah. this thing it it floored me like no other had had done. Oh before. really? Yeah, it really got into me. Huh. So, for context, when I, growing up, I got sick, like, probably three or four times a year. You know, like, every through, or maybe, like, two, or maybe more closer to two times a year. It was usually near the beginning of the summer and, like, late November, early December. Like, almost like clockwork. I'd get sick. Right. You know, right, right when, like, the flu season started and the cold season uh-huh. or whatever. Um, it's like punch my ticket let's get this over with yeah pretty much and yeah. i think that literally i think the main reason is because i was going to a school um and for a lot of the parts especially when i was in middle school and high school uh my mother ran a daycare and i was just a bunch of children would come in sick all the time and i would just get sick from it i'm pretty sure that's mm-hmm. what happened yeah um, and so and the reason why i think of that is because after i graduated and i moved out i literally didn't get sick for like two years uh, granted, six months after I or like eight months after I moved out, that's when COVID hit. So I was kind uh-huh. of isolating anyway. But for eight months after I graduated without a pandemic, I still didn't get sick, which was like astonishing to me. Right. Um, but getting sick never really affected me. Like uh-huh. I, I would get sick. Obviously, I wouldn't feel good. I'd have like a cough, a runny nose, fever, whatever. But I was like good enough to do whatever I wanted. I never was sick enough to be bedridden. Like I never understood that concept of like how could you be so sick you don't want to play like video games or watch TV like that's right uh-huh. it's so easy to do like yeah I'm not happy but whatever but it's I'm not still... like I'm wallowing in misery yeah I'm not debilitated immobile. you know yeah immobile yeah and I think to be fair most of the time I had a cold I think once or twice I had the flu and that one I definitely felt a little more sick but it wasn't like again that bad 
Um, and so the whole thing in the movie or the, the old movies or TV shows where there's a kid like laying in bed and all he's doing is sleeping and he has like that stupid hot water bottle on his head with a thermometer uh-huh. and sticking like, out of his like, mouth. Yeah. Just sleep. I'm like, no, like I'll stay home from school or usually my parents would let me stay home from school. But even uh-huh. if I did stay home, I'm going to be like playing Xbox or a game yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like, because like, <laughs> if, you know. if you're well enough to play Xbox, you're well enough to go to school. And that's yeah. kind of what my parents uh-huh. would say. And so, yeah, I would go to school all the time. And again, I'd be miserable. I wouldn't be happy, but I was fine. I would survive. Right. Um, when I got sick this time, so, so I got exposed to it on a Thursday and I started feeling a little bit worse on Friday. I started feeling it on Friday, like I feeling it more on Saturday. And Sunday was the day where like it really hit me. Um, so Sunday I like woke up and I felt pretty good. I felt okay. I was, I knew I was sick. I had like a sore throat and everything. I was coughing a little bit, but around like one or 2 AM, which is again, like the middle of my day, I started having like a really high fever. Uh Um, and I had this digital thermometer when I, uh, with my, the second dose of the vaccine that I got, it like gave me a pretty decent fever. So I'm like, okay, just got a thermometer. And so this thing is like linked to an app. And so it lets me know like, Oh, what you the kind of fever you have or whatever. wow fancy it's wow. very fancy yeah um and so and, and it's, it's really interesting because of this i literally have like a timeline of my temperature for like because i would check my temperature every like five or ten minutes because i was at home nothing to do with just watch tv and stuff uh-huh and at the peak of it it was like in 103.7 like a really Ooh, high fever it's pretty high yeah yeah i think technically after if you go above 104 this is like yeah maybe you should really see a doctor you know like this is a right. little scary and i know at, and at 105 and above you should be in a hospital you know yeah like for sure <laughs> um but but besides just that temperature like when you have a fever that high it really just knocks you like it just i was laying in my bed and i'm like i can barely function as a human being like i can barely form a coherent thought right uh i mean like i could get up and like you know do basic things but i didn't want to i didn't want to do anything i barely wanted to watch tv which was again crazy to me. Uh-huh. Like, that, yeah this, it, that's weird but it yeah it happened that's, yeah and i'm like is this what people feel all the time like this sucks you know like <laughs> like i didn't want to do anything yeah uh, and eventually it like the fever broke after a while but the next day on monday it came back like really bad like i had another really high i did heat hit 104 a few times um and this is like okay i'm gonna start taking like medication like tylenol and ibuprofen which they have anti-fever properties to them right um but i was just like this is awful because normally even as a kid when i got sick maybe i have one day where i had a fever but as soon as the fever was gone it was gone Mm-hmm. And this time I was like, it came back. I'm like, well, how long is this thing going to last? Like, what the hell? Like, what the hell's going on here? It's like, stop you know. teasing me. Exactly. Yeah. Because I felt I, really I good before I went to bed. Stay. Yeah. Yeah. Because like it, my fever completely went away for like eight hours and then it came back with a vengeance. I'm like, the fuck is going on here? You know? Uh-huh. Uh, and then luckily by the end of that day, it was gone. And it didn't come back. I was like, oh, like it's just, but I remember coming out of that. So I, I didn't eat for like, maybe three days because i just didn't feel like eating i had like a few snacks but i didn't have like a meal meal right um i was drinking a ton of liquids because i'm not a i'm not an idiot i'm just like drinking a lot of water a lot of like powerade and kind of sports drinks and stuff like that um but yeah i just wanted to lay down and not do anything and i I was just i just wanted to sleep and it was terrible (laughs) did you did you feel like the fatigue that they always talk about the exhaustion yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say, it, yeah, it was like fatigue. I So I didn't get the shortness of breath. 
I guess uh-huh. I, I would get out of breath because I was so tired, but right. it wasn't like I was like struggling to breathe. Because um, I've had a few coworkers that had it, some of them before the vaccine, and they were like, oh, yeah, I felt like I was breathing through a straw. And I'm like, that's terrifying. Yeah, like, that's that sounds weird. like a nightmare. That's crazy, yeah. Um, so I definitely had, like, I was, like, fatigued. Um, I had some body ache, which mm-hmm. is, like, I normally I don't get body ache. Uh, and so it was really weird. Like, oh, like, my back is sore even though I didn't work out or didn't anything. Didn't do anything to it. Or even, yeah. like, my arms and my legs were sore. I'm like, ugh, this is a weird thing. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, but honestly, it was mostly the fever. Like, that's the thing that's that got weird. me. That's weird. Uh, yeah. My sore throat went away before the fever hit, and then I wasn't really coughing. I started coughing after the fever broke, but then uh-huh. I was just like, okay, I don't care if I'm coughing. The fever's gone. I feel amazing. Right. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. But yeah, no, I didn't lose my sense of taste and smell, which uh, one of my coworkers did for my a few days. My wife did. It's very common. Yeah. Like, that's, I can't imagine that. I was like, man, could you imagine not being able to taste? Like, oh, yeah, that'd be What's horrible. the point of living? What a loser if that what happened a to you. Well, yeah. the, the worst thing is that my, my older brother, he got COVID in the summer 2020. So, again, before, like, he, he wasn't vaccinated. He just had whatever. And he was out for, like, two weeks. Like, he was completely down. Right. And he completely lost his sense of taste and smell. For, I think that's like, about when we got it. Yeah. It was, again, in the summer yeah. 2020 was, like, a very common time for a lot of people. I think I, we got it in, like, May. Because I, I, it was, like, December 2019 that they were, like, hinting at it. In January, it was, like, mm-hmm. becoming a little more noteworthy and then march it was march. like everything hit and then two months after that i remember um logan my son got sick and then my wife and i we we had like home tests i don't remember how we got home tests because i don't think home tests were I, maybe it wasn't like may it was it was around may but i remember <laughs> my wife did a home test and heard like it was like wait five minutes for the results and like it, it was like working on it and it didn't really change. And I did mine and it was like, wait five minutes. And it just like changed color as soon as I set it down on the thing. And it was like, yeah, you definitely have it. You're but a dead man. <laughs> it was pretty funny. My, my son, like it, he had like some issues sleeping, but he like kicked its ass. I mean, he was like, I am, great. I am still running. I am doing whatever I want. Oh yeah. And, and I, I was sick for like two days. It just felt like the flu. Mm-hmm. But then for like two weeks, I would walk up and down my stairs yeah. and I would be like, I have to sit for an hour. I'm huff- like, I, an hour? I, no, like I, I never got like shortness of breath, but I was fatigued. My body was like, we are done. Yeah. It, it was weird. Yeah. I would take my dog out to use the bathroom and I'd get back and I'd be like, that, that's my work for the day. Yeah, I'm so like, tired. I'm, I'm gone. It was weird. It was strange. Uh, yeah. I no. had never felt fatigued before. Exactly, yeah. And again, like I didn't feel super fatigued, luckily. And I think the, the, the main thing was because I had been vaccinated and all this other stuff, like the fever is from my own body. Uh-huh. Uh, losing your sense of taste and smell and like lung capacity and fatigue is more of like the virus is doing. Right. So I'm pretty sure my body was just like into overdrive trying to kill this thing. And that's why uh-huh. I didn't really feel Pushing any it. symptoms. Yeah. But, like, again, like, so my brother, he lost his sense of taste and smell for, like, three or four months. Um, oh, yeah. And then when it, it finally, like my wife. Yeah, when it finally started coming back, it would, like, kind of come and go. It would, like, be improving. And then sometime last year, he got, like, a normal, like, cold. Like, it wasn't that bad. But he, once he had this cold, he lost his taste and smell again. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so every time he gets sick, he kind of loses it. And to this day, like, unless something's really, like, strongly flavored, it's hard for him to taste it. That's crazy. Um, and so that's scary. 
uh, it's also scary. And again, we've talked about this before, but there's like long COVID, which is like we're finding out more and more that there are long-term effects to uh, COVID-19. Right. Uh, which is, I don't want to scare you, Morgan, but like you're probably, you're probably going to be fine, but a lo- most likely... <laughs> I'm pretty sure what's going to happen is that we're going to learn more about it. And kind of like with chicken pox, because when I was younger, chicken pox was like everyone got chicken pox. In fact, you kind of wanted your kid to get chicken pox because if you got chicken pox kind of like a teenager and adult, it actually had a lot of serious it was more severe yeah. ramifications. And then we realized like, oh, shit, like chicken, the chicken pox virus, it actually lies dormant in your nerves for a long time. And then when you're older, it'll come out of shingles. Right. Uh, and shingles, again, isn't fatal or lethal but it causes extreme discomfort it's like red splotchy marks on your body like severe pain uh just a lot of nerve damage not permanent i don't think but still uh-huh. painful and so like okay we're gonna give you guys we have a shingles booster because your body forgets about chicken pox because you got it when you were eight and now you're 50 or 60 so you know uh-huh. we'll give you a booster and then they come up with a chicken pox vaccine like my younger siblings have never had chicken pox uh-huh. uh because they had the vaccine and got the vaccine because if they have the vaccine and they don't get chickenpox, then they probably won't ever get shingles. But I might get shingles, which is, sh- you know, shitty. Like I don't want shingles. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's something exactly. to look forward to in my, uh-huh. in my, you know, my twilight yeah. years. Like, oh, great. add that to my bucket list. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yeah, just horrific nerve pain. Check. <laughs> yeah. Um, to do. But, yeah, and so it could very well be like in thirty or forty years, whatever. Like, hey, guess what? Everyone that got COVID, like, you have a twenty percent chance of like losing a lung or something i don't know some shit <laughs> yeah. like that it's like who knows what it could uh-huh. be but still what that's speculative you don't need it's... to put the fear of death in me quite yet right no not yet but yeah. like we are we are even at this short just like three years after we even discovered this thing we are finding weird places where covid19 is hiding even after like you've you haven't had it for a while uh-huh. Uh, like sometimes we found it like in heart tissue. Sometimes we found it in brain tissue. We're like, what the fuck is this thing doing here? Like it's it's attacking your lungs, right? Like why is it here? Right. Um, in the same way, chickenpox kind of affected your skin and stuff, and suddenly find it in your nerves. Like who knows where? Who knows where COVID nineteen will find its way next? You know, uh-huh. like it's, it's gonna be in your feet or something. It's just our good old partner from now. It's on. our good old buddy just laying yeah. dormant in our DNA. Just you know, a pal we brought along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. Um, so again it's very speculative most likely it won't be like you're gonna die when you're older but it's very possible that like in years time like oh guess what this virus you had it will have a slight long-term effect on you temporarily or permanently who knows but Uh uh-huh which is why i never wanted to get it i would be like oh okay i've never been exposed to it boom Uh i don't worry about it (laughs) well now i do club buddy (laughs) now i've been tainted like Uh yeah i'm sullied seriously i'm shocked you made it this far yeah, no. Again, yeah. I I thought maybe I had been exposed to it, and maybe I was I was good to go. But no, this is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I, if I had COVID in the past, it would not have been like a cold. Like I I had a yeah. strong reaction to it. Makes sense. But I, but I survived. Uh, for weeks afterwards, I'd have like a lingering cough, which is something I would have with other sick like diseases too, like cold and flu. So it's nothing new. Uh-huh. But I was kind of surprised. I'm like, oh, it's been two weeks, and I got like a little itchy throat, a little cough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And now c- coughing is like a bodily reaction trying to fight something, right? Well, it's like or it's just it's, it's just, more just trying to clear your throat. And yeah, whatnot. it's any kind of irritation. Uh-huh. So normally, again, like people can get the cold, and I've met some of these people who, if they get a cold, they're sick for like a week, but then for like the next month, they have a lingering cough. So they're not contagious; they're just Ugh. like their lung just suddenly right. starts coughing. Um, 
And so it doesn't necessarily mean that you're still sick. It just means like, yeah, you know, you were some irritation there or maybe some literal actual damage and it'll take time for that to heal. Uh-huh. Makes sense. Uh, but yeah, no, it's... I'm very interested. I'm very, yeah, it's interesting to hear you say that you had a like fatigue for a few weeks. You know, it is interesting how that works sometimes. Yeah, it was weird because like all, all of all of the other issues, fever, sort yeah, of, also went away pretty quick. I, I think the, the sweet kiss of death is better than a sore throat. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, a I don't very think... sore throat is like, yeah, it's, it's insanely Dude. painful. I, it's even a light, even a light sore throat i swear just put me out of my misery if i if i get if i get strep throat just put me in a medical coma until it's gone that's right just no seriously uh but no it it was weird all the other symptoms went away and then for about two two and a half weeks it was like i'd take the dog out and be like i'm done for the day like (laughs) i'm I'm gonna take a nap (laughs) checking out yeah it was it's it's it was weird yeah i'm Oh uh, yeah, I'm glad I didn't have really much of that. But again, everyone treats it differently. There are some people who have had it, and it's literally like a cold to them, and they don't have any lingering symptoms, and that's lucky for them, I guess. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's weird, and I feel like that's a big thing when it comes to viruses. But because again, even though it feels like we've known medicine for a long time, it hasn't been that long since we discovered DNA. You know, it's been right. basically a few generations, like one or two. Uh-huh. And so we're still going to figure stuff out. Be like, hey, like even getting minor things uh, can affect you in the long run. Yeah. Uh, like there were definitely some studies that have were they were released a while ago, probably early 2000s. But he said like, well, the like we've noticed that the more people get the flu or the cold, uh, the more like when they're older, it can affect them with like cancer and it can affect them with like other diseases, permanent chronic diseases. Because even though getting sick once or twice doesn't hurt you, getting sick a hundred times over your life, uh, it does tiny little incremental damage to right. your body. I remember uh, us talking about that. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, eesh, you know, like you Taking can't prevent every cold or flu, but yeah, you know, kind of like it, it's smoking a single cigarette won't kill you, but the accumulation of cig- smoking a lot of cigarettes, like it will kill you, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and but so, hey, at yeah. least my arthritis went away. That's right. Yeah, yeah. at least your arthritis went away. At least your <laughs> yeah. your cataracts cleared a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> As your lung gives out. <laughs> Ooh, and the sweet taste of that tobacco, baby. Mm, yes. Yeah. Uh, I have a co I have a coworker who used to chew tobacco, which is crazy oh, to me man. because he's like he's really he's like my age, and so I'm like chewing tobacco is like a old thing that people used yeah. to do. And I, honestly, I think that's the the grossest it's i don't know grossest, i think it's the man. spitting it's Ugh. just uh, yeah i've also heard that it it is like one of the quickest cancers like gum cancer or something yeah just like jaw cancer yeah whole jaw it's it will i didn't know this so like well, I, I knew this a while ago basically it what it does is the whole point of any kind of tobacco or whatever it's trying to get nicotine and all the other stuff into your blood right um, and so when it comes into your lungs, like your lungs exchange like uh, gases with your blood. And so like that's how it goes. But if you literally just took a wad of tobacco in your cheek, like it wouldn't really affect you that much. And so within this like tarry, gummy tobacco stuff is fiberglass. And the fiberglass cuts your skin to oh allow the tobacco into your blood. Uh, and so even though that you're not like bleeding. horrible. 
You're not like bleeding out, but like it literally is like cutting it's you. Breaking like, that it, membrane, it's breaking the skin it just a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you're literally like getting this stuff into your blood, like no filter, no nothing. You know, because even if you swallowed it, like it go through your stomach acid, and your body has some ways of filtering, filtering out some of the. Yeah. You have a liver and a pancreas and stuff, but literally you're almost not literally, but it's somewhat equivalent to injecting it into your blood you know what i mean like so is it is that con- why, directly like, contacting I, I don't know the statistics but i just know that's always been said that it's one of the most like harmful forms of oh yeah in- ingesting nicotine is and that would make sense because there's no filter in my skin that you break it and it's going straight into my blood yeah and That'd that's why it like it directly affects the bone around there i mean and just Ooh. like there's your bone oh will just rot away and you oh. have to remove your jaw. It's oh, No, it's dude, a nightmare. It's an absolute pain. nightmare. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, it's a tooth decay, jaw pain. It's just horrible. Uh, oh. oh, man, my face hurts. <laughs> my face hurts. Um, uh, I mean, and it's just, like, I, like, it's hard to imagine that you have a, a company and this is what they're manufacturing and they're still making it, right? Like, they're like, yeah. hey, we know this does this. Uh, but we want your money, and so we're gonna still sell it, and it's super addictive. So yeah, you, it kind of reduces your chances of not eating it or consuming it. Just like that. I mean, I, that's I feel evil. like there there could you be a, there could be an argument made for a lot of products that are like that, but tobacco in particular, like we know the harmful effects. And yeah, maybe, maybe it's not tobacco. Like it's I, not I don't know. Tobacco. From what I what I understand, like pure tobacco and like cigars and stuff are like very minimal compared to mm-hmm. cigarettes and chewing tobacco but oh yeah um but yeah I, f- I feel like there could be an argument made for a lot of different products but in particular tobacco just seems it, it is pretty crazy to me how harmful it is and how prevalent it is and, and maybe oh, that's yeah. the addictive nature of nicotine and you know kind of sells itself but oh yeah no and that's the thing like the nicotine is like it's insanely addictive um because yeah like if you smoke from a pipe or even like cigars which again cigars aren't the best for you but like smoke in general isn't good for you but like the tobacco itself isn't even that bad like it's right you know, again carcinogenous mildly it's not good but if you like it whatever i but just think like this... anything you're putting in your lungs that's not yes. you know air air it's just like why it's not... doesn't sound like a good thing to do no agree and, and i said yeah. before like even campfire smoke is not good for your oh lungs. yeah like, like oh, anything yeah. that's burning is not good for your lungs but you're not constantly like huffing campfire smoke. Whereas yeah. if you're smoking cigarettes, yeah. you're not dragging over the campfire. That's right. <gasps> like, yeah. Breathing it deep and wanting to get all that smoky Ooh, flavor. Give me that warmth, baby. Oh man, mm. that hurts my throat. I'm going to get a <laughs> sore throat just from thinking about it. Just from thinking, you know what? You took that, a big that breath. That happens and... a lot. Like we'll, we'll go up the Canyon, do a little campfire. And like after I'm like, man, my throat hurts. That, really? That sucks. I don't, I don't know. Maybe my good. throat is just prone to, illness and Irritation. that's why i hate it so much but yeah so i love i love the smell of campfire smoke it's just like mm, oh i do too to but like when it you know you breathe it it just it's you get too much of it it's not i good. don't know that i mean i like to smoke meats and stuff and i notice that too if i go out and check the smoker i kind of have to hold my breath because i'm like mm, i don't want to you know a that, lung full that, of smoke that'll <laughs> tickle my throat so yeah now, in my first job, uh, a lot of my coworkers, uh, they were just, they would smoke cigarettes and, you know, they would do it outside, but you'd hang out with them and eventually they're like, hey, do you mind? Like, no, whatever. And then you smell it like, oh, like this is acrid. Yeah. Like it just smells awful. And but it's gross. This, it's like, that was in your body. I don't yeah, want to be in my, my tasting body. that. Yeah. 
uh, and it's just like to this day when I smell cigarette smoke outside in the wild, which isn't as common as it used to be, but it still happens. It's not a pleasant smell, but it, it reminds me of like that job and going to university and like being a, you know, in my early twenties. <laughs> Brings and, back like daydreaming and nostalgia. No, it does. I mean, uh, and literally, there's, there's people I know who they're like, oh yeah, it reminds me of my father or my grandfather. You know what I mean? Like he always smelled like cigarette smokes, and even though I don't like the smell, it, it can help remind me of of that person, right, or that place. That's like me and uh, coffee. Yeah. Every time I smell coffee, I'm like, hey, grandpa. Grandpa. I remember you. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, my grandfather yeah. was a huge coffee drinker, too. He, yeah. I mean, he is. Like, he's still alive. <laughs> yeah. He's in his Yeah, 90s. mine, too. I kind of said that, like, oh, yeah, like thought, he was dead. No. He's yeah, not. you. the way you mentioned yeah. it, I'm like, is he gone? Like, my I, other I grandpa, know. every time I see a Diet Coke, I think, I'm drinking that for you. Yeah. Um, here's Pour well, one out for you, Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> Just that was, He claimed that was his only vice. Diet Coke. gambling that's but, a fr- yeah. okay well gambling a little more so <laughs> yeah. uh, i was gonna say oh but no gambling uh, is a big one yeah uh, but did he lose a lot of money anyways was uh, it a problem well so um so my dad started his bu- business where i worked the masonry subcontractor and um my grandpa uh, ran a really big business really big masonry subcontractor and they they put a lot of money into a certain kind of product that was coming out and he like it, it was literally he bet the farm on it and the product failed and so he he did a lot of business moves that were like really risky but like felt like he would have a high reward but then he did he did play a lot of uh blackjack and poker oh so i was gonna say like that he wasn't like, actually he wasn't gambling like a big, <laughs> I, I know is. like cards is risk taker yeah i guess i think he liked the thrill of of risks and I don't know. He was a funny man. Every every bid day, because like we submit bids on projects, like we say this is what we can do it for. You know, we put out a number, and whoever's lowest is like nine times out of ten the one that gets the job, unless there's some sort of you know relationship that the con the general contractor will have with the other people. And he would always tell me bidding is like gambling, and they're both better than sex. Like he just he absolutely I think, loved it. I think it, you so. mentioned that, yeah. and I thought like, I now I'm not, a, I'm not trying to pry into your grandfather's sex life. Uh huh. But what kind of shitty sex are you having? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, well, it's funny. You know, like he would gambling. Always, really? He would always tack on the end of that. He would say, "And I'd have thirteen, and I had thirteen kids, so you know how I feel about sex." Oh, okay. I'm like, so he's not Grandpa. saying That's he's not wonderful. saying he didn't enjoy it. He's saying that no. he likes this so much. Like it is, yeah, it gives him I, such I, pleasure. You could tell gambling. that it gave him a high, and it's pretty funny. I've actually gotten into estimation myself, and I bid my very first project this week. My very first takeoff i got the quote on all the materials i did the square footage i did everything and like all week i've had my adrenaline pumping since like last thursday and yesterday i submitted the bid and it was a it's a pretty dang big project it's on the bigger side of what we've done and we got a call back for it asking if we can meet the schedule and i'm like well shit no i don't want it what if it fails what if what if i miss something all the stress comes on yeah so i've been stressed all freaking day for the last two days so i i get it i can feel the adrenaline i can feel my grandfather's blood pumping through me like (laughs) i understand the high he would get from it um uh okay yeah so man no there's definitely junkie but yeah it's pretty funny so yeah when i say gambling he did play cards a lot 
like a lot of of cards, but yeah, yeah. Ne- never anything as risky as what he did business wise. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I am a fan of blackjack. I think blackjack's really yeah. fun. It's yeah. like I'm not good at poker or you know whatever, oh, but or see, I Texas wouldn't... Hold'em is my game. I, I would never I play the slot machine. It is fun. I do like it's. I will play poker. It's fine. But if I had to be like, hey, here's a game that you're gonna play and you're gonna gamble real money, I'm like mm, blackjack. That's I think really math. Th- yeah, the math is slightly. It's not. It's never in your favor. It's always in the house's favor. But it's slightly right. less in the house's favor than it's. Like, it's a bit less games. intricate and yeah. Yeah. There are some basic strategies that you can kind of uh, employ and do things with. Because with poker or Texas Hold'em and any other variation of it, you're bluffing not only – you're bluffing the other players. Like part of the game right. is how you're presenting yourself. Right. There is and, no real yeah. house. It almost feels no, like not a more really. even playing field. So whoever the, you know, whoever has the best strategies, poker face, reads, tells, like, yeah, it's a bit more strategic. Right. But um, yeah, now that I think about it, I wonder how because I know like in Vegas there are like poker tables. Like yeah, uh-huh. the house doesn't get anything for that, do they? No, I don't know. I'm not sure on that. Like I, okay. Now now the nerd in me is coming out. Like I yeah. actually I f- follow poker uh, tournaments and stuff. Nothing like, wrong with I, that. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's I fine. Just, maybe like I tell that to people and they're like, really? Like what? It's like, yeah, like you watch the NFL. It's no yeah. different. Get, and, get out of um, here. And so I, I know that a lot of these high stakes poker games, they they do buy ins. And I'm not sure if the house gets a percentage for hosting or whatnot. But, uh, maybe they do. But it is a lot more competitive. It is like um, it, it is you versus the people around the table, whereas blackjack, it is you versus the dealer in front of you. And the other people really don't matter other other exactly. than like if you're counting cards and, you know, seeing what other people are dealt. Yeah, it's but, uh, one of my favorite myths is that it's not illegal to count cards like it's not even technically against the rules. But no. oh, it, but casinos will shut that shit they, down if they, yeah, they will shut it, it down. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and again, it's it, it's like, again, it's, it comes into like, well, businesses can decide who they can or cannot, like, based on certain criteria, like serve. Like, do you have right. the right it's to like freedom service of service. Reason? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and so, like, hey, like, you're good. We'll give you your money, but you have to leave. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And you can't come exactly. back. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I'm, because there's, I think someone, there's a someone on YouTube who they count cards um, mm-hmm. and they will go into these places and they'll kind of win quite a bit of money and whenever they're like they ask him to leave like okay and they ask him like oh like i need your names like i'm not gonna give you my names like well you have to give it to me he's like well are you no, a I police don't. officer like no i was like well then you know because they'll they'll intimidate you they'll try to right. get you to you know to right or oh, they'll say like hey you have to leave your chips here it's like no these this is literally my money you can't just tell me i can't get no, my money you're you know? literally stealing from me i purchased exactly. these yeah. and people all the time will like be intimidated and they'll give up you know they're like oh, oh sorry yeah. they'll just leave and that's what they're counting on you know yeah uh, but yeah no yeah. i think i've seen some of those i th- i think there's one channel that got pretty big after he like filmed a manager pulling him aside and like confronted him about cheating and it was cuz he was betting high after certain cycles or certain I don't remember what they called it, but like it's a sequence of cards mm-hmm. where they're dealt and he's counting in his head things that are happening and he's waiting for the most opportune statistical moment for yes. him to bet high. And they track when you bet high. 
And it's like this pattern that he developed. And every time he was going to get a high hit, he would bet high. And and I, I don't understand the rules of blackjack because with like poker, you shuffle. I think the house shuffles like nine times every hand. And then they consider it a quote unquote clean deck or a new deck. And with, with blackjack, you can go a few hands before it's cycled again. I don't know why they don't just reshuffle every time. But I think it's just, it's time consuming. That's yeah. Right. And also, in, in any kind of blackjack table, they can have up to five people there. So if you're constantly reshuffling and they're playing their own individual yeah, games, yeah, that's true. It will kind of slow things down. I and know that every once in a while, poker is a lot like, more slower paced than blackjack. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and with uh, I think also every once in a while they'll also come in with a new deck. Like okay, like I'm taking this deck and I'm putting a new deck in here, and so it's already yeah. pre you know shuff, shuffled for you. Yeah. You would think they would just have like a hundred that are shuffled that they cycle through, but I, I don't know. Maybe that like opens up other avenues yeah, I, of cheating. Yeah, I never really thought about that, but you're right. I wonder why if they are concerned because that would like, completely destroy that. It was like, oh yeah, I'm shuffling every time or have a new right. like, card set every time. Like that's, right, they, they maybe they maybe they have five decks and they play one and they drop one into a machine and pull out the next one and the machine shuffles it. Meanwhile, yeah. you're cycling through cards. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just found my million dollar idea i'm gonna go casino to casino <laughs> like hey i mean that. i'm pretty sure they thought yeah. it, it could I'm also sure be uh, again i don't know gambling law or anything like i'm not whatever but it could it could also be that they legally have Some to sort of play a certain way yeah yeah like it cannot be. be blackjack unless you do this. yeah could you um, could, could you imagine going into a casino and expecting to play blackjack and then all of a sudden the dealer doesn't have to hit on a soft 16. And yeah, it's like, exactly. What the fuck? Like, what, do you, do, the, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that is a hard and fast rule. There's yeah, something. There has to be some sort of regulation. I, I'm sure there's gambling regulations. There or also uh, casino regulations, yeah. Because I know for sure that with slot machines, which I would never play, because obviously I they're mechanical. They're all rigged. But they, yeah. Well, they are, but yeah. I think legally they cannot be rigged up until a certain point. Like there has to be a certain statistical ability That's so to read shitty, a win. Because that means that they are rigged, and we no, know that they're, they're rigged, rigged to a of percentage, and we still st- stupidly play them. Yeah. No, I don't th- know. The point is, that, yeah, no, they are like we know that they're. Everyone knows they're rigged. They're like, oh, it's fair and it's even and it's statistically likely. Like, there's no way they, they would never make money if the yeah. machines were fair. Uh-huh. <gasps> of course not. Or any yeah. of the games are fair. Um, yeah. But it's just like, but it cannot be. It's not even that you can't be like a zero percent. There has to be a certain percent chance that you will win some money because I don't know. I don't, again, I don't know who determines this or why. Just enough to get your dopamine going, but yes. not too much that we're losing money. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. There's like just like yeah, just like buying lottery tickets. It's just you're never you're not gonna win. Someone yeah. wins every time, but it's not gonna be you. <laughs> it's never gonna be you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, anyway, I think that was that quite the plethora of topics. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we had like human nature and war and sports and COVID and gambling and <laughs> sex. <It's pretty> <laughs> we <laughs> did a little, yeah, a little, a little a bit of a everything bit. here. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Yeah. Anyways, any more? Any last thoughts? Anything to go out on? Not really. You put me on the spot. Late at well, night. I mean, just, just to give you an opportunity yeah. to say no. Whatever. Let me see. Let me see. Let's see. I might have something. Something profound. Oh, a moment with mother. Remember when I wrote that down? 
Yes. I forget I'll, the I'll context, save that for though. Later. I'll save that Yeah, for later. a moment with mother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, okay, that, yeah. I, that I remember it now. a little segment that I wanted to do. Of, yeah, we can uh, do it next time. My horrific memories of, you know, my mother's... <laughs> What what do you, what do you call that iron fist Okay, assume the position, Morgan.